Lisa. I'm Justine. <laughs> Yay! And we are the Murder Sisters. Oh, yeah. I taught her that. Good job, Justine. Thank you. I'm back. Welcome so I'm like, back. it's a celebration, y'all. Woo! I don't have to talk to myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, this is episode. What is this? Episode. Don't ask me. I haven't been around <laughs> for a couple of. It's like episode. 39 or 40 oh no it's not 40 38 I would say 38 39 okay it doesn't really if matter. I was gonna guess it doesn't what really it matter um, so Justine's gonna be starting us off today and uh, who, who somebody wrote in and suggested this case to us so Justine who? okay so they actually spoke in yeah face to face okay and um, this is a case from Corey and he did preface by saying like this is an older one. I don't know if you guys do older ones. And we we're like, no, nope, yeah, we'll we do take it ones. on this. I think this is the oldest one that by far. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's something we've been planning for a while and researching for a while and full of misinformations because I think because it is so old. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah. So today's case is. On um, somebody called H.H. H. Holmes. I don't know if you some guys did. Some dude who I was like, he's kind of cute to Elise. <laughs> he's got a crazy I know, I'm stash. Like, <laughs> but I, you know, not to romanticize like yeah. people who kill, but you know, just saying. I mean, he's not bad looking. I think he's got a nice nose. Okay. So like there's a picture, the picture that I'm going to post on Instagram. I was like, oh, that's like, he looks, you know, he's decent looking. But mm-hmm. then there's that version with his hat off and he's not. That oh, I, I need yeah. to see. It. Yeah. Because the hat later. off hat on is a nice look anyway so this case is um i thought i knew about him but mm-hmm. then as we're like researching and there's just so much information you know i realized i don't know much about the case and hopefully we can you know educate clarify and clarify um but i also have invited elisa we're going back to you know where i research on my own elisa research researches on her own and so I invited her to call me out if she, you And know. same goes for you because there's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, the, uh, who knows? There's so much information out and there. And misinformation. So. And it's an older case. Like I said, it's from the 1800s. So this is definitely one of those like mm-hmm. past ones. Should I just jump Let's in? Let's just do it. All right, cool. So as I said, this case is um, on a serial killer known as H.H. H. Holmes from the 1800s. Um, his actual born name is Herman, or was Herman Webster Mudgett. And mm-hmm, as we know him now as H.H. H. Holmes, which I'll go into the, the name thing. Um, he was born on May 16th, 1861. And um, he was born to Levi Horton Mudgett and Theodate Page Price who were both very devout Methodists. Hmm. And that had a big influence, I think, on him. You know, Mm -hmm. any kind of like, they were hardcore is what I mean. It's like a very hardcore religious home that he grew up in. Um, He had siblings. I'm not quite sure on the um, number of siblings, but um, it was reported that Levi, his father, was a very violent alcoholic. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. So he, yeah, so it's like, you know, this really um, devout religion that was, 
you know, they were hardcore about it. And then being a violent alcoholic. Yeah. It was a recipe for beating not a good children. Yeah. So he beat his children. He would like lock them up in closets. Not, Uh, not a good safe home. Um, but Holmes, I'm going to just refer to him as Holmes Mm -hmm. because you know, with the name change thing, he, um, was very close to his mother. So he was like a mama's boy and he was known as being a, you know, he was a little guy mm-hmm. and was known as being like this little odd, you know, yeah. but very bright, extremely okay. bright student, um, a little quiet, but, you know, super smart. He lived in New Hampshire for a while. Um, and then at some point, the family moved to a farm in Burlington, Vermont. And there were signs that he was you know a bit fascinated by death and mm-hmm. maybe had an obsession with skeletons there's you know that's mm-hmm. been reported we don't know it was so long ago and we have his memoirs from when he was in prison but um you know and i <laughs> i appreciate serial killers that <laughs> have kept memoirs because it kind of helps pod- but then case. also it's like what is true yeah it's <laughs> just based on his own story and you, I think a lot of serial serial killers are narcissists. Yeah. So and so it's like, I'm going to write sound. all about myself. And yeah. yeah. Like, and yeah, it's probably exaggerating mm-hmm. stuff too. Um, but, you know, it does help us to retell at least what he's telling. Mm-hmm. So Holmes, as we know him, uh, graduated high school at the age of 16 and that is when he legally changed his name to Henry Howard Holmes. So that's pretty, you know, young to graduate high school. Um, he went from Herman Webster Mudgett to Henry Howard that's, Holmes. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So right off Misinformation. The bat, that's interesting because oh. when I was doing my research, I found that he changed his name when he moved to Chicago. Okay. So, so that's a... See, that's what we're like. This is what I found. Yeah. This is something you might have found. Yeah. I found when he graduated high school, after he graduated okay. high school. And if anyone out there is like more educated on it, because uh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we're just doing what we can with the information we found. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, Holmes wanted to study medicine from the time he was younger. And, you know, there's speculation that it might have been because of his fa- fascination with death, but he did right in his memoirs from when he was in prison um that some kids so he would walk to school and this is when he was in elementary school Mm -hmm. he would walk to school and he always passed this doctor's office Mm -hmm. and the doctors left the door unlocked and some kids (laughs) dragged him in there into the doctor's office and like touched the skeleton hand against him and like shoved him in front of it trying to Mm -hmm. scare him and um, it, you know, la- left this lasting impression huh, for him. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Where he like wasn't scared. He was more fascinated. Okay. Kind of like. Mm, and that's coming from him. Yeah, that's okay. coming from him. There's a quote and I was going to quote it, but it was a long one. So maybe that's something we can all definitely add mm-hmm. um, when we list our sources. So upon completing high school, Holmes got a teaching job where he met his first wife, wife, Clara Lovering. 
Okay. Any discretion in that? Because it's like, that's another I thing where it's like, I totally he had this job. No, he had this job. No, he had this job. So I f- found a few sources that said teaching job. So I specifically, because I knew that you cut off at the point, like your part mm-hmm. was cut off at the point where he moved to Chicago. Mm-hmm. So I literally only studied or researched that part on. So I don't okay. really know about his earlier life. All right. Well, so you're going to learn from me. Hopefully it's the right <laughs> information. Um, and I won't get too much into the stories of his wives. And and that's yeah, another thing. Really that's another thing where there's just inconsistencies, a lot of inconsistencies. So um, but one thing I did find is it, in a couple or a few of my sources is that um, he did meet Clara. He got married and and then two years after getting married and they had a son, he just like completely abandoned them. And that's multiple sources that I found that he okay. abandoned his first wife. I believe they were 18 when they got married. Mm-hmm. Um and then Holmes started his studies in medicine at a small school in Vermont and was then soon accepted into the University of Michigan Medical School. And apparently, while he was enrolled here, this is where his first kind of criminal life mm-hmm. started that we know of. He was... Um, I've read, like, he was stealing and disfiguring cadavers, like multiple cadavers, I also found that there was one story <laughs> where a cadaver came in to, for, you know, mm-hmm. to the university that they worked with, um, and it looked really similar to a friend of his in the program, mm-hmm. his best friend. So they schemed up together. Hey, let's put this cadaver into the friend's bed, and then people will find the body and think that he died. But they put a life insurance policy on oh, the friend okay. mm-hmm. for a thousand dollars, which you know back then was a lot, and they yeah. were going to split the proceeds. I um, buy that because just based on his later activities, yeah, yeah. So okay. I totally See, buy that. I, I don't know much about his later yeah. activities, not much about it, but um. So, but then here's where it's like, what really happened? They put the one thousand dollar insurance claim on the friend, who then. They put the place of body in the friend's bed. They found the body and they're like, oh, yeah, he died. They believed it. Mm-hmm. They paid out Holmes the mm-hmm. $1,000. The friend just disappeared. Okay. And this is where I was like saying there's, you know, different stories. So some claim, so there are some claims that he went to the police about the fraud because he was mad that Holmes never paid him the $500. Mm-hmm. He's like, what are you going to do? Like, come up and say you're alive or? Yeah. Um, there are claims that he did that and then that's like the first time Holmes got in trouble with the police also I see the friend just completely disappeared and that there are there's speculation that you know Holmes killed him Mm -hmm. Holmes made him disappear Mm -hmm. so that the insurance claim would really work which based on later activities could be true and could be untrue yeah could be true could be untrue so so that was like the first, you know, he's going to medical school, which is a great opportunity. He's a really intelligent guy. He could be just successful being a doctor or yeah, whatever in medical <laughs> field. Um, but he sees all these like opportunities to be a scammer. Yeah. And, it's like scam and a sneak. Artist, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Holmes passed his medical exams in 1884 
And that is when he moved to Chicago, where he worked in the pharmacy. Okay, I hear, I see you laughing. What? I have 1886. And that's another thing. I mean, even down to when he was born, I'm like, this one says like 1860. This one says 1861. So, you know, even if the years are, if it's like. So between 1884 and 1886. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, so he where he worked as a farm in a pharmacy and it was his first like really good job mm-hmm. uh, making some pretty decent money and so prior to moving to chicago holmes had met another woman named murda z bell belknap um <laughs> i know but he really liked her like um she was blonde and young and mm-hmm. um voluptuous and like all this stuff he liked who was different from his first wife he like just obviously was like whatever with Didn't, his first yeah. wife but he he was like so in love with murda he moved her over to chicago with mm-hmm. him he didn't want his first wife clara to go to chicago with him and um and there they married and um he gave murda and their two children eventually a beautiful home and it gave them everything they wanted and this is like throughout you know before yeah probably um during the time of which you're gonna get into his life but yeah, i just, but I do not discuss the wives that's wives why i'm going over all. it and um so the one interesting thing about him you know it was said he was a ladies man and he was dapper he mm-hmm. you know he kind of figured out how to get how, how to wear nice clothes mm-hmm. and like and just be suave charismatic yeah exactly and so um it's thought that like with his wives he was like easy he could easily like you know marry women they Mm -hmm. wanted to marry him and um and then him giving like murda specifically once he moved to chicago like giving her this home that was beautiful giving her a life that was Mm -hmm. she never asked for anything and her children it's thought that um he was doing this to so he could appear like he was a good husband and mm-hmm. a good provider and then if any investigation was done on him and they talked to the wife she would say he's li- never laid a hand on me he's mm-hmm. never laid a hand on our children and um you know he's a loving husband and father and there's you know kind of like as a character witness for him mm-hmm. um so that's obviously speculation but um, I'm going to pass it on because this is like where we're getting into okay. Chicago. So take it away, Elisa. All right. And same goes for me. If I say something and you're like, that doesn't sound right. Okay. Um, th- just give me a little holla. Interrupt okay. me, if you will. Um, so I'm going to pick things up on my part. 1886. And 84. No. <laughs> to my, as far as my research went. That's when Holmes moved to Chicago, Illinois, and assumed the alias Dr. Henry Howard Holmes and began. Yes, correct. So the alias, I guess, um, I also read that. So it mm-hmm. seems like he changed his name when he was 16, but then he was using the alias Dr. You know, I don't okay. know. Oh, I don't know. Okay, so it's not technically, that's not technically incorrect information it's uh, just not a different... yeah yeah exactly okay. i was like okay um because he was doing the hh homes yeah dr hh homes rather than his the full like henry whatever he changed mm-hmm. his name to okay um so moved to chicago changed his name uh and began working for a local pharmacy that was located on 63rd and wallace in the neighborhood of inglewood in chicago 
And like most of our cases, we've said like the information regarding HH homes is kind of like different depending on where you go. So I did my best. Um, so with the pharmacy, there are two different versions of who owned the pharmacy that HH Homes would eventually take over. So the first is that it was owned by an elderly doctor by the name of Dr. E.S. Holton, who was said to have been dying of cancer. And after Dr. E.S. Holton's death, his wife, Mrs. Holton, was left to take over the pharmacy and it was just too much for her to manage and too overwhelming. And she eventually... According to this version, she eventually disappeared to California and gave the pharmacy to H.H. Holmes. Um, And it is also rumored that H.H. Holmes actually killed both Dr. E.S. Holton and his wife in order to obtain the pharmacy. I... In my opinion, that is the incorrect version. I think so, too. But I also found the, like, it was the man that owned it. The wife took it over. H.H. Holmes convinced her Mm -hmm. to sell it to him. And then... Um, she disappeared to mm-hmm. he said to California mm-hmm. but that could never be you know mm-hmm. substantiated um, but who's to say I mean I think this second version is accurate oh you um, do based on your census information okay oh, oh so um, the second version was explained I found um, a source Adam Selzer he's um, a historian And he actually found census information to back all of this up. But he did some digging and he found out that Dr. E.S. Holton was actually a woman by the name of Dr. Elizabeth Sarah Holton. Oh, my gosh. And she was not old and she was not (laughs) sick. And she was just a year or two older than Holmes. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And according to his version of the events um, and things that have been located, um, Holmes actually did arrive in, uh, depending on when he arrived in Chicago, Dr. Elizabeth Holton was either already pregnant with her second child or he, she became pregnant with her second child after he arrived. Um, and I think the second version is a little more likely based on information that this historian found. So she became pregnant shortly after he came to work for her. And it is thought that she was overwhelmed with having one child and another on the way. And that H.H. Holmes may have purchased or taken over the pharmacy due to her wanting to focus more on her family. Okay. Um, There was also census records that have been located to prove that Dr. Elizabeth Sarah Holton was alive and still living in the area after H.H. Holmes took over the pharmacy so that would mean like those rumors about the doctor being killed and yeah and mo- like th- none of that is accurate. He didn't wow. kill this woman. Um and another thing to note is that Dr. Elizabeth Holton did in fact move to California. Oh wow. With her only remaining immediate family member which was her daughter Frances, mm-hmm. but that was way later between 1913 and 1920. Okay. And she later died in 1933 in California. Whoa. All um, right. So she died way later in the 1900s. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
So I'm thinking that's maybe where the California thing came How from. How funny to see like the rumors that start. And they're so incorrect. Yeah. Wow. Um, that's so interesting. in my opinion, based on what I found, I think that the second version is the accurate, correct information. Not the second version where he kills the pharmacy owner and all that. It's it's actually the third version, right? Um, First version was that the the doctor died. The wife then gave, was overwhelmed, gave it to H.H. Holmes, went to California. Second version was he killed both the pharmacy owner and his wife. Mm-hmm. And then the third one was the one that Correct you just Correct one, ta- Dr. Yeah. Elizabeth Sarah Holton. Okay. All right. Just wanted to. Um, and so I know that I kind of went down a rabbit hole with that. However, and that's going to, it's going to be a lot of that. A lot that's of us, what I like, felt my. Talking over each other and correcting. <laughs> yeah. and-, and my part was like jumping here to there. It, it is. It's, um, it's one of those like nonlinear cases that, you know, we'll work through, but mm-hmm. I'll let you continue. Thank you. Um, so. The next, after purchasing um, the pharmacy or acquiring the pharmacy um, or gaining control of the pharmacy, Home purchased an empty lot that was located across the street from that pharmacy, and that was around 1887. And that's when he began building what would later be known as the Murder Castle. Um, Throughout time, rumors about Holmes building a crazy murder castle that had like trap doors, gas chambers, secret torture rooms, a crematorium in the basement, like all of these rumored things that the building was constructed for this specific reason to lure victims in so that he could kill them and then um, sell their skeletons and all of that. So that's where the murder castle I guess comes into play Um, what we do know is that Holmes did in fact build a very large building that consisted of storefronts on the first floor and apartments on the second floor Um, it also had the basement and he later added a third floor to the building which was in 1892 with the intentions of turning that third floor into a hotel that would accommodate visitors of the world fair Okay. So the building also, like I said, included the basement. Um, and it was later, so the building no longer stands. It was burned down um, in like eight, 1983. Oh, sorry. It was burned down shortly after his arrest and then rebuilt as a post office around 1938. So. Okay. Yeah, I can cut that part out. (laughs) No, no, that's totally fine. Um, So next I'm going to kind of cover the victims or the rumored victims. So just like with all of the other information surrounding the case, um, the number and names of Holmes's victims are very, it's very unclear. It was rumored that he killed upwards of 200 victims, but... That is a fabricated number that was exaggerated in an attempt to sensationalize the story. Um, Holmes' known Holmes is Holmes's known victims are Ben Pitezel, who ran an insurance scam with Holmes, along with Ben's three children, Howard, Alice, and Nellie, and they were killed by Holmes sometime in the fall of 1894. Um. However, Holmes was only charged with the murder of Ben Patezel. 
Do you know like the story behind that? One? Yeah, I'm gonna get into uh, oh, that cool. later. Okay. Um. So Holmes killed Ben Patezel by knocking him out with chloroform and lighting him on a fire. Oh my and, god! Yeah, <gasps> and he used his body to collect on collect on life insurance. Yeah, the burning. Oh look, it was an accident or whatever. Yeah. On July fifteenth, eighteen ninety five, Alice and Nellie's bodies were found in a Toronto cellar. And then sometime later, authorities found teeth and pieces of bone among some like charred remains that belonged to Howard in an Indianapolis cottage that Holmes had rented. So those are his four confirmed victims, although he was only charged with murdering Ben. Whoa, that's weird. They just couldn't. And I will get into the relationship between Ben Patezel and Holmes a little later when I discuss like what led up to his arrest. Okay. Uh, but for now, I just wanted to focus on the victims. And then Holmes's rumored victims were a woman named Julia and her daughter, Pearl Connor. So Julia and Pearl Connor. And that would have taken place sometime in 1891. And then a, a woman by the name of Emmeline Sig- Sigrand around 1892. And then sisters Minnie and Nanny I saw Nanny and Annie. Okay. Williams. So right. I'm going to say Nanny. All right. <laughs> and that would have taken place in 1893. Wow. So um, it was also said that Minnie had actually married Holmes. And Holmes had later swindled Minnie out of her inheritance. Although the bodies of like, so that's just like a separate fact. But um, the bodies of Julia Connor, Emmeline Signard, and Minnie and Nanny Williams were never located. Um, some say that Holmes probably sold their cadavers to medical schools, like he had, you know, like yeah. he had done that sketchy stuff in the past. Um, but Julia Connor, who was married to Ned Connor, um, also both of them worked for Holmes, and it was alleged that Julia was having an affair with H.H. Uh, H. Holmes. Mm-hmm. And that she became pregnant with his child. And after Ned found out about the affair between his wife and Holmes, he left Julia and their daughter Pearl in Chicago Mm -hmm. where they stayed and lived in Holmes's apartment building. Oh, he just let them live there? Well, they worked for the uh, Julia worked for him. Okay. And her husband Ned worked for him as well. But once Ned found out, he took off and then they rented Okay. An apartment. So they were renting it. On Christmas Eve in 1891, Julia and Pearl both disappeared. Hmm. And Holmes had later stated that he had performed an illegal abortion on Julia. I had a feeling. To get rid of. His child? The, yes, their illegitimate child. Mm -hmm. But that something went wrong and she died as a result. He admitted Um, that? Yeah. Because hmm. supposedly he later, <laughs> you know, and then after Julia died, he was left with her, her daughter, Pearl, and he later poisoned her. Oh, my gosh. I also read that um, the one that started the name that starts with an E. Um, oh, God. Edeline. Emmeline. Emmeline. She worked for him, too. Yeah. OK. Yeah. All right. All right. A lot of these women that and he the, preyed upon worked. for And him. she like fell in love with him, too. And yeah. then. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. See. And then so ladies (laughs) brings me to the next rumored murder is Emmeline Signard, who was Holmes's former secretary. 
and she began working for and living in Holmes's building in May of 1892 and later disappeared in December of that same year. It is, like Justine said, it's said that Holmes and Emmeline had begun a relationship and that she too became pregnant with Holmes's child. And according to Holmes, uh, Emmeline also died after a botched illegal abortion. I read this crazy story. Did you read the story about her? He's asked her to go into this room to get something. Yeah, I don't think that's true. And then trapped her and locked it and had a peephole and watched her. I don't. Yeah. Uh, Okay. I I think that's like, I don't. Watched her die. I didn't include any of that because that. Yeah. Later, I did find out. Well, I'll, I'll tell you. Okay. All right. At the time, having children out of wedlock was frowned upon. So that might be why the women were wanting these illegal abortions from him because he was a doctor. Yeah. Or Holmes found out that they were pregnant with his children and decided that he would kill them because he didn't want want more children. Yeah. And I, according to Justine's records, he was still married. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He uh, had some overlap with his (laughs) definitely like. Yeah. He had overlap with his marriages. I know he eventually like divorced Clara. Uh, but not before he remarried, um, what's her name, Murda, Murda, yeah. Okay. So he did some, like, overlapping, Who? and I know, like, with Murda and then his second, or his third wife, there was overlap also. Okay. It's so confusing. <sighs> I know. I'm like, who are these women? <laughs> and I'm like, who's keeping track of this? And people just, back then, were just, I mean, they had to have paper records of things, but. Yeah, but I think a lot of it was newspapers getting a hold of this stuff and like just, like I said, they're trying to sell papers and make this sound a lot crazier than it was. Yeah, 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 that's true. Um, So either way, that is what Holmes claimed happened to Julia, Emmeline, and then Julia's daughter, Pearl. So two botched abortions and a poisoning. Okay. All right. I mean, I hate to laugh, but and it's then, like, who in knows? The, in the early months of 1893, Minnie Williams, who was an actress, um, came to Chicago and met Holmes, who offered Minnie a job working as his personal stenographer. Um, so stenographers, I'm sure you guys know, they transcribe like speech into shorthand. Um, so she began working for him, just like all the other women. And according to some reports, the two had actually married and Holmes was able to talk Minnie into signing over the deed to her Fort Worth, Texas home to him using the name Alexander Bond, which was one of Holmes's aliases that he had used in, um, you know, just during that time. Okay. For Um, other, like, for insurance. Who the heck knows? (laughs) And um, something to note about the deed is that Holmes later signed it over to Ben Patezel. And Holmes had given Patezel the alias Benton T. Lyman for that deed transfer. Wow. So. I think he was, like, well, he was very intelligent, but it's, like, he just always scheming. Yeah. Okay. Um, Later that same month, Holmes and Minnie rented a Lincoln Park apartment together where they invited Minnie's sister, Nanny, to come visit um, them at their new apartment. And that was in July or sorry. um, That was in April. And then in July, Nanny um, had written to one of their aunts and told her that she was going to be accompanying Holmes to Europe. Hmm. But. So that and that was the last anybody heard from either Minnie or Nanny. Gosh. And 
so it, like in regards to evidence supporting the, the all of these murders um I did find some information on it was on biography.com um and I'll right. include all of this all right. but it said while searching Holmes's hotel authorities recovered Minnie's watch chain and Nanny's garter buckle in one of the ovens although forensic evidence was ru- uh, rudimentary at the time bones found in the basement most likely belonged to 12 year old pearl connor whom he said he poisoned mm-hmm. as for emmeline the police believed they had come upon her hair and bones one account claims that an eyewitness saw holmes and his janitor haul out a big trunk the day after her disappearance wow. so yeah those are kind of the Do- nine people that have a, at least some shred yeah okay possibility that he killed them Mm -hmm. and then um out of those nine we know for sure that he killed ben patezel Mm -hmm. and three of his children okay um so in july of 1893 three of ben's children yeah okay so in july of 1894 holmes was arrested and charged with selling mortgaged goods I don't know what that means. Hmm. Um, I didn't bother to look it yeah. up. <laughs> I'm like, what <laughs> is that? And that was while he was in St. Louis, Missouri. And although he was later bailed out, he did meet a fellow criminal by the name of Marion Hedgepeth. After sparking up a friendship with Hedgepeth, the two decided to concoct a plan to fake Holmes's death in order to collect on a life insurance policy. And that plan eventually fell through because the insurance company wouldn't pay it out. Um, So then he concocted a similar plan with Ben Patezel. So this time it would be Ben Patezel who faked his own death. And he took out a $10,000 life insurance policy on himself. Wow, that's quite the... Yeah, with plans of having his wife get half of that money while Holmes would get the other half. Hmm. And the plan what was about for, him? well, his wife meaning him. Oh, yeah. okay. I see. Oh, because he's going to be gone. Yeah. I see. The plan was, <laughs> what about- yeah. <laughs> the plan was for Patezel to set up a fake identity, BF Perry, um, which was different from the other fake identity. I know. I'm like, all right, add it to the list. Um, and he would, this fake identity would be that of an inventor who became oh he has a whole persona behind well because it comes into play with the death so he was an inventor who became seriously disfigured and died from a lab explosion (laughs) but holmes actually killed patezel instead (laughs) and planned to collect the entire policy himself well yeah and i'm like who are these people that are like yeah sure i'll i'll sacrifice to be myself to it's like why you do it hh yeah so holmes like I said earlier, he knocked Patezel out with chloroform and then lit him on fire, which Holmes admitted to doing. While like, he was alive still? So that's... the Those details aren't... I guess... Well, I don't know if they had this back then, but you know, like where they check the lungs to see smoke? So I, I think I come upon that... Um, Sorry for Later. jumping in. It's- no, I'll just... I might... So I might mention it twice. Um, but I think it was determined that... Patezel was actually given the chloroform after he was dead or something. I don't know. To make it look like. I don't. Yeah. So uh, supposedly he was not given the chloroform before. He was not knocked out 
before he was set on fire. But I personally think that he probably was. Oh, yeah, totally. Because how, yeah. And I don't, I don't know if you can, um, do know. the chloroform thing I don't after. know again yeah, it's all rumor. that's exactly whatever that's exactly. um so after collecting on the insurance policy it is believed that Holmes for some reason talked Mrs. Patezel into handing over three of her five children to him what this part Elisa is extremely confusing okay. so I'm not entirely sure if Mrs. Patezel was like traveling with Holmes and her three children while um, her oldest daughter and youngest child stayed back at their home. Mm -hmm. But either way, Holmes somehow was traveling with Mrs. Patezel, three children, three of her, her children. All the while, Holmes was telling Mrs. Patezel that her husband was still alive and that he was hiding out oh, in London. Okay, that was my question. Like, is she yeah. wondering what's, where's my husband? So after being caught um, and arrested for uh the murder of ben patezel holmes admitted to killing um alice and nelly patezel so two of the kids by locking them in a trunk and placing a hose inside where he pumped gas into the trunk oh, and asphyxiated the two girls so this might also come into where people are like oh and his the gas yeah the murder yeah. castle had a gas chamber and yeah so Frank Geyer, who was a police detective that um, located in Philadelphia and was in charge with um, basically Holmes's case um, and the case of the three missing Patezel children, he found the girls' bodies in a home that Holmes was staying at in <laughs> Toronto, home? Canada. Okay. And he said, the deeper we, this is a quote, the deeper we dug, the more horrible the odor became. Uh, and when we reached the depth of three feet, we discovered what appeared to be bone of the forearm of a human being. Mm -hmm. And um, Officer Geyer also found the remains. It was said that it was teeth and some bone of the Patezel boy, Howard, in the chimney of another home that Holmes had stayed in in Indianapolis. Yeah, I found that too. I just so, like stumbled upon some of these things as yeah. I was researching. And that was one that I was like, ah. So, I'm not going to read too much about it. Yeah. So all of these actions are what led to Holmes's arrest in November of 1894 while he was hiding out in Boston with his his wife, third wife. I don't know. Elisa, <laughs> one of his mistresses. Yeah. Who reportedly yeah. had no idea of Holmes's actions or multiple affairs. And in October of 1895, Holmes was found guilty for the murder of Ben Patezel and was sentenced to death by hanging. Can I ask you something? Yeah. What prompted um, the police to investigate and start searching these homes? For I believe it's because they found the body of Ben Patezel and he was like clearly murdered. Oh, okay. So that kind of that. And then the missing off. children. And then I see. Because yeah. they probably talked to his wife. And then yeah. she's like, this is what was going on. Like, and I can't. Wow. Find my husband. Yeah. And my or and my children are with yeah. this guy. Oh, um, God. So um, he was found guilty for the murder of Ben Patezel and was sentenced to death by hanging, like I said. And after being convicted, Holmes began confessing to a number of other murders. Although <laughs> some of the victims that he claimed to have killed were located alive. So mm. who knows how many people he truly killed. Yeah. Uh, but according to Holmes, it was around 27 people spread out between Chicago, Indianapolis and Toronto. I wonder why he, because he was going to be killed. He was going to be hanged, and he was just like, "Well, whatever." I be cooler than yeah, just you know, these nine that I actually narcissist. Killed. Yeah, 
Um, so on May 7th, 1896, Holm was hanged at what is now known as the Philadelphia County Prison. And he was, like I said, hanged for only the murder of Ben Patezel. Um, It is said that his neck did not break when he was hung and that he took roughly like 20 minutes to die. No. Mm-hmm. And what? How? Just by. It was. Exfi- if you do it wrong, if you put the rope in the wrong place, it won't break. It's supposed to break, break the your neck. neck and, and instead he just strangle. Yeah. Stra- okay. All right. Um, And so right before Holmes was hung, he made the following statement. And this is a quote. He said, I was born with the devil in me. I could not help the fact that I was a murderer. No more than a poet can help the inspiration to sing. I was born with the evil one standing as my sponsor beside the bed where I was ushered into the world. And he has been with me since. That's poetic, but also really. Yeah. Like whatever. uh, Um, Not like, sorry for. (laughs) Well, he's just, I guess, being. Yeah. Honest. I don't know. So um, I know that there was like a ton of information that was left out of my section. Um, Yeah, I definitely. Because it would have just, I mean, it was already confusing enough. And I know people are probably going to be listening to this and be like, what? I felt the same way just with my tiny part. I was like, people are probably so It's a little hard to follow, but we wanted to cover it anyway, regardless, because of all of the misinformation that goes out about him. And one other, okay, so a lot of reports said he killed 200 people. Yeah. That was, a, from what I found, that was a, um, a headline from what would be the equivalent of an Inquirer magazine. Okay, and I so also read that trying to sell was, magazines. Yeah, I so also read that it was The 200 the people is complete BS. bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then also, um, after Holmes was arrested, they went to the quote unquote murder house yeah. or castle and there was no there were no trapdoors. There was no crematorium. Mm-hmm. There was no gas chambers. There were no the only thing that they found that could kind of be considered like hidden or whatever was um supposedly rooms that he created to hide like furniture that he was not planning to pay for. <laughs> oh my gosh. He that was like my- he was a wheeler dealer shyster. well yeah that's might be with the the mortgaged yeah goods that yeah. he would sell maybe i don't know how that works but yeah um, um and then another big wow. one that came up that i just didn't even want to dig into because it was just too much of a rabbit hole mm-hmm. and didn't really wasn't relevant but i will say some people have um said that he could possibly have been jack the ripper no I th- wasn't there a series on that where yeah, it's like they're I, trying was not to Jack the Ripper. Yeah. I, you know, H.H. Holmes was a serial killer. However, there were tons of rumors and stories surrounding him that like turned it into something a lot yeah. bigger than not to diminish the murders that he committed against all of these like women and children and then mm-hmm. Ben Patezel. But I think that it's pretty safe to say that he probably killed those nine people Maybe a couple more. Yeah. Uh, but he was no Jack the Ripper. And yeah. he was not like this crazy like dungeon secret chamber yeah. like torturing. I don't think I think he killed people that were potentially like to get money. Yeah. He was definitely driven by money. And then he also killed people to avoid having to give them money. Yeah. Like having their his yeah. children. So yeah. I think all of the murders had to do with money. money. Yeah. Yeah. So... 
Um, yep. It wasn't like the like this this story that was yeah. like about um him watching and just feeling yeah. good. It what he wasn't like. And he didn't lure, he didn't create this big castle to lure victims Where in all from of a the sudden world's they'd be, fair. And yeah, yeah. It, it just wasn't true. Have you seen the illustrations of the house? Yeah. And where, I th- well, the illustrations, it's like every now and then you'll see like blood stains or whatever, but it just looks like a normal house. Yeah. Like, not normal. <laughs> it looks like a gigantic, it does look like a castle, like it's huge. But it was, it was just retail stores on the yeah, first yeah. floor. And then it's like rooms um, and hotel apartments on the second and then the third floor was supposed to be a hotel but it never got finished yeah because okay. he was notorious for like not paying contractors also oh so he was he was just wow like, yeah that's insane so what like i life. said i think he's just a run-of-the-mill money hungry scamming serial killer okay who killed mi- people to get gain money. money or avoid having to pay money <laughs> Keep his money um, or gain more money. Yeah. So, um, well, thank you. you did a great job. I, I followed along and it and was like, I apologize, you guys, if this was so hard to follow. I um, think you did a wonderful job. I followed along and learned a lot today. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you, Corey. Yeah. For that was recommending like, that case. It was fun. It was like, you know, it was the most difficult case that we've researched just because 100%. of the misinformation, the 100%. rumors. And, yeah. But um, it was also really fun. Like we would talk about it on the phone mm-hmm. every now and then without and be like, too- oh, did you see? That, yeah. This well, and this? I heard this. And yeah. Get all heated about it. So um, <laughs> I will we will post um, as we do a picture of H.H. Holmes. I'll see if I can get the one where it has like the him in the hat one. and then him without his hat. Yeah. On. I want to see without the hat. I don't think I've seen that. It's one. like, Ooh. ew. OK. Um, but yeah, so that is and our then episode. Some of his victims too, I know I've come across like illustrations, not necessarily photos, but maybe if we find the victim photos, we can add those. <laughs> Excuse me, I just oh burped into the microphone. I know, I'm right that here with you, and I saw and heard it in my so in my <laughs> headphones. Cut that out. Oh, uh, we're not cutting it out because I was talking and you. Oh, burped mom over will me. hate that. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, mom. mom. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much. All right, love you guys. It's good to be back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye.